Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. We're going to pretend like you're not here, though, okay? So I'm going to do the intro, and then you're just going to pop in. And it'll be, like, such a fun surprise. So fun. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Salt and Pepper Podcast. My name is Olivia, and I'm an entrepreneur, a content creator, a brand builder, and my most recent business is Velvet and Fur, which is a polymer clay earring business. Uh, I typically would be sitting on <laughs> my bedroom floor, uh, my quarantine uh, office my QO as I've been calling it uh, for the past few episodes and I currently have someone looking at me laughing which I haven't missed that I can't really and- <laughs> oh, I can't hold it in there's already so many things I want to say well it's just funny because of the amount of things you should know by listening and supporting and you have no idea what I'm talking about because okay well You've been having a baby and all that. I'm a little busy right now. <laughs> uh-huh. And other than that, like, I'm not even listening to podcasts mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, but I'm your your and... life and blood and you should be listening. Thank you. Okay. And across from me is Lisa Brasser for the first Hi. time in months. Hi, guys. I'm back. I know that's why you're listening again. Um, you would if this, this one had Olivia. like five times more downloads. <laughs> People are like, freaking finally. Finally. Wait. Oh, is Liv still on the podcast, though? No, I'm giving all responsibilities to Lisa. Do you want them? <laughs> no, there wouldn't be a podcast. You're like, yeah, as long as you take care of my kids. I'd Literally. be like, well, there wouldn't be kids. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. So maybe uh, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still finishing your intro? No, that's it. So if you want to give a little intro in case this is the first time people have been listening. Hi, guys. I'm Lisa. I'm also creative. Do you say that anymore? <laughs> I don't intro you. You should know. Um, I'm a wife of two. Oh, I'm <gasps> a mom of one Lisa Man. is a wife of two men. I'm a mom. That's why she's been gone. Two babies. <laughs> I got married again. <laughs> um, gosh, I do love talking about polygamy and Mormonism, but that'll be another episode. Um, and let's start doing current obsessions again. How about that? I'm not wearing any makeup. Neither and am so I. you just recorded me. Gross. It's just for um, documentation uh-huh, for sure. when we're famous one day. And then you post that in two hours. Maybe. It's not my fault. I have no content. <laughs> um, my current obsession is Dawson's Creek because I've ran out of every single thing to watch possibly possible. So I started Dawson's Creek and restarted or start- no, I've never seen it. Wow. Wait, okay. did you watch it? I started it a really long time ago and I just couldn't get into it. It's one of those like 90s shows that I'm it's like, super 90s. Too you much. have to like get you have to once you get past the way it looks and how they are styled. Yeah, you can get into it. I It's not my favorite show I've seen like, but I could it's kind of fun to get into that because people are so obsessed with those shows. Yeah, I I also tried 90210 and I couldn't get into that either. Oh, I liked 90210. I probably would if I tried a little harder. It's just like garbage. But I don't try you know? hard enough. It's, That's it's, my life motto. It's just trash. 
I was trying to explain to somebody, they're like, why do you watch reality TV? Why do you watch these stupid, like, teeny shows, like, teeny bopper shows or whatever? Apparently, I'm talking uh-huh. to a 90-year-old. And um, <laughs> I'm like, because when I'm working, I want to not have something, like, I can't have something super intense mm-hmm. next to me because then I'll just be staring at the screen. So I need something where you really need, like, one brain cell to comprehend yeah. what's happening on the to, show. Just use that one brain cell that you have to but I focus use my on. one brain cell that's bouncing back and forth to focus on 90210. <laughs> <laughs> um, my current obsession is iced coffee because it's been so warm outside. And Kill me. Um, thank you, Ethan, from Case Coffee. You always hook it up. I actually forget my order sometimes, and he reminds me. So bless him yeah we already I had have a, mom brain nope we already yes had a, i do we already had a conversation you're not of, allowed to tell me i don't have mom brain think of i the can't word, remember things she couldn't think of the word learn at our coffee meeting is remember? that really what it no i can't remember <laughs> mom brain. it was literally like the word learn and i was like lisa no more you don't have pregnancy brain you cannot extend that she's like i have mom brain i'm like fine i have podcast brain okay i have blog brain oh no no yes no, it's no, the no, same no. thing no 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 how long do how long do we have do we extend mom brain for until they're 18 i'm forever a mom so oh i'm not my sure gosh <laughs> it, nope. i i was hanging out with my friend last night and probably five separate times i'm like i actually can't carry this conversation on until i remember what i was about to say i like need to start taking notes when i hang out with people so i know how to respond because i never want to cut people off but there are so many times where I feel like I have to because I know I'm going to forget it. But I want to pay attention to what people are saying. I'm just too nice. I think. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, are you taking any vitamins to help with your brain function? Um, I don't know. You can take like, I know. I'm like, taking like five different Yeah, I saw you pills. horse those down. I know. They're massive. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know ginkgo bell. Boa I know is, what you're talking about. Is good for your brain, and I know B12 oh. is good for your brain. So I do take B complex. Yeah, super B complex is good. Yeah, I know that there are other things that you can take for brain function. I know turmeric is really good. Hmm. I don't know, just a thought. Maybe because like I've anti-inflammatories in general. Yeah, I'm guessing. And it could be something like you are technically you still water. postpartum, so it could be a lot of that. So. It actually is. Yeah. a thing. Whatever. I have a puppy. I have puppy brain. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do not compare Al to my newborn son. Um, oh, by the way, I have a son. Everybody. If you don't know. Lisa has a son. His name is Maverick Storm Valerian Brosser. Mm-hmm. I know it's extra. Don't come at me. Well, it's you, an amazing name. If you listen to the podcast, I did a whole intro on your new baby and his name. I didn't know that. Okay, fine. So that's sweet. So you listened to the only intro about you. <laughs> i just great. knew that you did it great, because thanks. you're asking for all the info and stuff oh so you didn't even listen oh my gosh uh, we went over this <laughs> um okay well i'm happy you're back i think and uh, <laughs> we are today we decided we're gonna go deep in the depths of my soul no i was gonna say your vagina but i just well that to too <laughs> um your birth story because i haven't heard it yet so this is going to be a genuine reaction i know mm-hmm. little bits and pieces about it yeah um and i'm excited to hear about it but before we get into that do you want to just tell us a little bit about your past three months in like a synopsis 
Oh my other than having like maybe having a baby in quarantine and what's that how that's been for you i honestly think that could be its own podcast so but but the quick quick synopsis would be it's actually pretty great having a child during quarantine because i was already talking to my mentor about not wanting people over and how do i like control the situation of people not keeping their shoes on as they walk through my home and making everything messy and how do I make sure only like one family member comes in at a time and this was like pre-quarantine before COVID before anything I'm just like I just want it to be calm and lighthearted and easy and peaceful because Mm -hmm. our families are massive how do I control all of that right so she told me relinquish that control Mm mm-hmm and I was having a really hard time with that. And I'm like, okay, God, like, I just give this to you. You have to, like, take control of my brain because I don't know how I'm going to do that. And then COVID happened. And that was super hard, like, not seeing people. But once I had the baby, it ended up being a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And um, so no one really saw the baby for like three weeks mm-hmm. except for parents and siblings. And even great. then, like, because Zav has a lot of siblings, I don't even think a lot of them saw Maverick mm-hmm. for a while. Um, but luckily everyone was understanding and mm-hmm. okay with that. So it Zero was Zero expectation for you to have to go anywhere. Yes. Nice. Oh, or makeup. Like, I can still, like, eat whatever I want for just a little bit longer. Yeah. You can do as long as you want. Um, How – but my question is when you have a baby, and this is a genuine question, why do people think that you want to see them so soon after having the baby? Like, I know family wants to come and support, and I'm not saying that that's wrong. Like, I fully get that. Like, if it's a mom or something – but I literally would be like, do not even think about coming over for like at least a month. Like, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see anyone. I don't feel yeah. good. I look gross. I feel gross. You know? I don't know. I think so for myself, I'm still really excited to be around people like when I'm not pregnant anymore. When I'm pregnant, if you listen to our last episode, like my last episodes, I was just, I was in the thick of it. I was over it. I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to be around anyone. I actually wasn't around anyone. Mm-hmm. And that was also before the quarantine. I was just, I couldn't comprehend it. Pregnancy is so hard for me, especially at the end. And we'll talk about how I'm still recovering from it. And so for myself, I actually get really excited to see people. It's just not a ton of people all at once. And mm-hmm. I definitely overextend myself um and I don't allow myself to recover properly Mm -hmm. and so I socially have to take a step back and physically have to take a step back and remind myself like okay this is the one time that you can sleep literally all day long Mm -hmm. and just recover and it's okay and it's really hard for myself to do that and I also got mastitis which was awful um like uh, not even a week after the baby and so it just made recovery all that much more difficult but I just had to remind myself well I got it because I wasn't relaxing and I wasn't taking care of myself mm-hmm. and I was too excited to see people why people want to see the baby like so soon after I don't know I've never 
been crazy about seeing someone's newborn like the day after they were born but at the same time you're excited for them too I get that I guess for me it's kind of like I would never want to and I'm not saying it's wrong if somebody's done this but I would never want to intrude on that it's such a personal time because not only are you trying to figure out your body after having a baby no matter what has happened Mm -hmm. like a c-section whatever that looks like but then you're trying to navigate having like a newborn who's not sleeping. I don't know. It just seems like maybe if you come over, like I heard on a podcast and it was really good. She's like, I'm a mom. So now I know when I go over to see somebody's baby, I don't ask to hold the baby. I ask if I can do their laundry mm-hmm. and I ask if I can do their dishes. Oh, amen. Because she's like, wow. before I had a kid, I thought, oh, I'll come see the baby. And now I'm like, no, I know what that mom needs. Uh-huh. So I feel like it's just having, like if you are going to have a lot of family there, then maybe they can... I'm do not, chores around my house chores. but that's truly what is helpful yeah so if oh, you like totally. love them and want to support them I feel like that's the most helpful and to be mm-hmm. honest I, I don't even know what I'm talking about but it's just no from that's an outsider's so spot on. perspective I would say maybe just give them a, like a tiny bit of space you know yeah that's all I still get excited to have people over though right it's just like I, I don't want to be pressured into having anyone over. That's more of what it is. There should be yeah. no expectation. If you want people, have people. Exactly. No expectation. Yep. But I will say when you, <laughs> the difference between you during our last podcast and you five minutes after giving birth was shocking. I literally was texting her because I knew she was in labor and I thought she was still in labor and we'll get into that. But I was like, oh, she's probably still in labor. She's probably going through it because I knew it was hard with Bear. And not only was it like, oh, girl, we're good. <laughs> Baby's doing great. And I'm like, who is this person? I looked at her turtle and I was like, I think Lisa died. And there's like a new Lisa who was just a reborn with her I was son. possessed. <laughs> yeah. It was With like a happy shocking, angel. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so that was very funny. Yeah. But. Well, let's get into it. Yeah, so, let's go. Um, I want details. Start to finish. Okay. I'll try my best. Let's start a couple days before labor starts because I knew you were oh, very Oh, I'll go before late. that. Go before that. Okay. So I was due, I believe, the 23rd of yes. April. And um, I was done with everything. I I wasn't walking. I physically could not walk. Um. I was quarantined, extremely quarantined, because I swore if I had COVID giving birth and everyone around me is wearing a hazmat suit, I would have kept the baby inside of me until I didn't have COVID anymore. Um, So I was like terrified of that happening. And that experience was actually pretty great. I thought I would be really bummed out only having Zav with me and not my mom and not having visitors at the hospital. Ended up being great. I mean, nurses and doctors are wearing masks all the time anyways, for the most part. So Mm -hmm. that wasn't super traumatizing. There was only myself again. This was the same as Bear. I was the only person in the maternity ward, which was great. So, um, okay, let's go back. My due date was the 23rd. I had an appointment um, coming up in a few days. And I was having contractions every night. But they were super irregular. So I think two days after my due date was when I was starting to have those contractions. We would time them. They would get really close together in the evening. And so me and Zav would be like, okay, let's go to bed. Let's um, like get as much sleep as we can because I'm probably going to go into labor tonight. Mm-hmm. It was that close together. It was like getting more and more consistent. 
we would wake up in the morning. I'm not in labor. So that was happening for three nights. And then um, that next day I had a appointment with my doctor So I was telling her, um, I've been having irregular contractions. I'm over this. I want this baby out of me. Get it out of me. The only thing is I was induced with bear because my water broke um, on its own. And I was put on Pitocin. And that was an awful experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've talked about my story with Mm -hmm. bear. And it was just awful. And I've heard a lot of so stuff bad. about Pitocin. Like, there's a lot of, like, negative things that can happen with it. Yeah. And, stuff. and, and everything with it is, it just makes it more difficult. Yeah. Um, contractions are more difficult. Um, what is, you feel more what pain. What is it exactly? So, Pitocin is the man-made version of oxytocin. Uh, oxy, o- is it oxytocin? Or is that the happy... No, that's dopamine. (laughs) I think it's oxytocin. Okay. Um, Don't quote us on that. Yeah, don't quote me on that at all. Um, And so oxytocin is like what you make in your body to start having contractions. Okay. Like the hormones, I'm guessing. So it's tricking your body into starting contractions. Exactly. Okay. And so I never got um, contractions on my own with Bear. So I'm at my appointment for um, this baby, baby number two. And my doctor's like, well, um, I, th- so she checked me and I was, I can't remember. I was effaced quite a bit. I think like 80% effaced or 90% effaced. Mm-hmm. And I was already dilated like three or four centimeters. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I mean, you're ready to start having this baby. And so I think if we just give it a little kick then um we can start get, getting you going your stomach yeah just kick me <laughs> just kick me and just kick me, we'll, let's, get we'll, let's go um so she's like so how about we call the hospital and try to get you in I'm like wait hold on you're saying like right I second. can go to the hospital and have my baby today she's like yeah I mean we just have to ch- check if there's availability for you and when they can take you in and I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I'm having my baby today. Wait, okay. I mean, pause for or tomorrow. commercial interruptions. <laughs> um, so are you, for someone who hasn't had a kid, like th- the thought of labor is just absolutely horrifying to think of. Just in general. I don't care if it's the best labor ever. Still horrifying. Mm-hmm. And But for you at that point, does your body and your mentality just reach this point for the fifth time of being like I'm I need to get this baby out I don't care like are you just excited or are you actually scared or were you I literally just don't think about it okay I don't because the only scary thing for myself was thinking of having the contractions and the pain right because it's so painful Mm mm-hmm um, but what kind of pain is it? Is there anything I you can compare it to? I can't. Okay. There's. I've always been so absolutely, curious. I. So we'll get into that. Okay. Like how painful it was. And so um, they called the hospital. Um, they were able to get me in at 730 that night. So I'm like, okay, like Zav, you can go back to work. I'm going to go to my mom's. I start having some more contractions. Um during the day and I'm like oh that's great like I'm glad I'm going to the hospital today they ended up calling me 
as I'm leaving my mom's house, I was leaving early to like go get some dinner and bring it home. That's so weird to me. You're like, <laughs> gonna go have a baby. I know. I'll grab some food on the way. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Like people can see me and not know like I'm about to go have a baby. child. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah. That was like actually like it felt like a cool trick. Yeah. Um, And so they call me. They're like, hey, we can actually take you in in half an hour. I'm like, oh, great okay I'll be there soon and so I leave my mom's house me I go pick up Zav we pick up our bags and we're on our way um oh and someone grabs bear <laughs> we don't just leave bear we left bear at the us. house alone and we were on our way <laughs> and he's fine he's fine um it's time to be a big brother now bear oh that was like the craziest part like oh my gosh I wow bear is gonna be a big brother mm-hmm. that was crazy like even thinking of that now like that makes me want to cry. Um, so we go to the hospital. We check in. Um, then I had some um, contradictory thinking because I had a doctor come in. At first, they were just going to monitor me and see if they also thought that I was ready and if I still felt like having the baby that day. And so the nurse comes in and she's like, hey, so... um." Do you, like, what are your thoughts? Are you wanting to start to take some action as far as um, inducing? And I'm like, yeah, I think it would be really great if I could have the baby today. I'm already here. I'm hooked up. Um, And she wasn't talking me out of it, but she's like, well, just so you know, like, you, like, don't have to feel pressured to have the baby today because your body is starting to have more contractions um on its own if you want to just like let it happen like you can go home and you'll probably be in here in the next few days and I'm like oh gosh like do I just let my body take its course and so I was like having a meltdown in my brain and I'm like you know I think I just want to wait for my doctor to come here and I can talk to her a little bit more she comes in and she's like, okay, so how are you feeling? I'm like, I don't know anymore. I, so this day was April 28th. Mm-hmm. By this point, it was seven o'clock. And um, April 28th is my dad's birthday. And years before Maverick was even born, we knew our second boy was going to have my dad's middle name. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of crazy. Like not only was my due date around my dad's birthday, but I could possibly have my baby on his birthday. Yeah. And my doctor knew how much that would mean to me. And the nurse was actually telling me like, well, you might not even have the baby tonight because you could be in labor for however many hours. And I'm like, wow, that's a good point. That happened with bear. And my doctor's like, well, I think you want to have the baby today. And I'm like, I think I do too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, and I was like, but the only thing is like, I might not even have the baby today. And she looks me in the eyes. She's like, no, we're having this baby today. And I'm like, I'll reach in there. And okay, we're going to war. <laughs> I feel like we're going in a war together. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. Your doctor sounds awesome. I want to go to her. the best. I, if you are in Southern Oregon, go to Dr. Miriam Soriano. She... Is, is she there only for, every for babies? Appointment. Yeah. Dang it. Can she just yeah. be my friend? And I could just text <laughs> yes. her for medical advice. She's awesome. 
And she's just supportive. She's there for every single one of my appointments. We and should have had her on for this episode. I mean, we can have her on we later. We should. That'd be fun. I think it would be fun. I've thought about it. I think we've talked about it. I think so. But um, I'll have a list of really personal questions to ask. Oh, she would love that. <laughs> <Just kidding>. um, <laughs> so what's what's this thing over here? <laughs> yeah, I like a little, taking off my clothes. <laughs> um back on track back on track um and so yeah we get me set up I said Pitocin's the last thing I want to try I actually didn't know there were different inducing methods so we broke my water that was really interesting it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be no you can't feel it okay it's just like a balloon popping oh like a water balloon gross and it's really warm yeah And it's inside of your body. Yeah. So they pop it and a ton of fluid gushes out. They have like a ton of pads and like puppy pads and stuff underneath you. And you just sit there as Elle is licking my leg right now. I'm like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so you just sit there just like waiting for everything to release. <sighs> Olivia's face right now. Birth is just so interesting. Beautiful. No, it's not the word I would use. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Most times. So within the next thirty minutes, I'm having contractions, and they're becoming more and more consistent. By this point, they weren't super painful, but I could definitely feel it. I get really back la- bad back labor, mm-hmm. and so. And that's not a common thing either. I have scoliosis, and I guess that's a common belief as to why you can get back labor. Back labor is, like, really bad, like, cramping in your back? Yeah, it's like period cramping, but ten times worse. Oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. That sounds beautiful. Sounds like a beautiful life. Yeah. Um, And so I'm having back labor and having contractions. Um, At this point, I'm able to start walking around, and it's getting bad is this the as i'm thinking about it, i'm like kind of shaking i'm like <laughs> so um wait what is this the have? type of pain that's like you want to cry or do you want to puke is it like so, nauseous pain good question because i can do anything but nauseous pain um going they have showers there in tubs and so i did a lot of tub water labor um with bear mm-hmm because the warm water helps relieve cramping. So I was starting to feel the contractions really close together. They were getting really painful. And I'm like, okay, I have to go in the shower. I have to do something. Like the tub wasn't ready yet. They were filling it up. And I'm like, I have to go in the shower. So we go in the shower as I was trying to help me um, by like pushing against like my hips. Um, so like keeping them in and that helps, but if you're not strong enough, mm-hmm. it doesn't really do anything. And so I got to the point where I was throwing up from so much pain and I was gagging and that's when I knew, give me the freaking epidural yeah. now, like get yeah. the anesthesiologist like ASAP or I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Can you, can you, could you have done the epidural before that point or did you want to yeah. see if you could do it? I wanted to see how long I could go. Okay. Um, but if you're first. throwing up, that's the most miserable no. thing. And a back labor too. That's yeah. a whole other thing. Not everyone gets back labor and I can't understand that. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have back labor, I'd probably be fine, honestly. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Um, and I'm not saying anyone's a sissy if they don't get back labor and they get an epidural. I think like just get that. Girl. Anyways, um, 
I get the epidural. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour to put in because my epidural wore off with Bear. And so as I'm talking to the anesthesiologist about um, like complications, he's like, okay, like let's start doing this now. And I'm having contractions, obviously, like as he's trying to put it in. And it was so sweet because my doctor is there the whole time mm-hmm. as I'm in labor. And that's also not common. Most of most doctors show up like as the baby's coming out or they're not even there. It's just whatever doctor's on call. She's holding me as I'm having contractions. I'm crying. Oh. And the anesthesiologist is behind me doing whatever disgusting epidural stuff yeah in your spine um and she's like breathing me through it she's like okay yep here's the peak you're over it good job smooth smooth changes you're doing great honey like good job honestly it's like having my mom there that's crazy it was so so awesome and I know my sister she also went to her and had the same experience and so I get the epidural and it's a dream it works almost instantly um okay not instantly like in a few minutes Mm -hmm. it only took a few minutes and I'm like hey so can I nap I like felt (laughs) high my nurses are like so happy they're like yeah if you want to take a nap like take a nap that's so good for you so me and Zav are taking a nap I'm expecting like you know yeah like whoo I can get through this 20 minutes later, I feel pain again, and I'm kind of freaking out. But this time around, I got the button pusher thing so I can get more medication whenever I start to feel it. I thought I had been napping for hours because I felt so good. And so only 20 minutes have passed. I'm pushing the button. Anytime you press the button, the nurses come in, check you. My doctor comes in as I'm like getting another dose of the epidural, whatever. She's like, okay, are you ready to push? I was completely effaced, 10 mm. centimeters dilated. So how many, how many hours from the point of getting to the hospital to now? So it is 11 o'clock. Okay. At that point. And you got there at 7? I got there at 5.30, but we didn't okay. start Anything. technically until 7.30. Okay. So and like so, four hours. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, with Bear... I pushed for three and a half hours, so I was a little bummed. I thought it was going to be the same thing, so I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to make it before midnight. So um, we start pushing, and I don't feel a single thing. This is so different because with Bear, my epidural wore off right before I started pushing, and I felt everything. And this one, I'm pushing, and I'm actually making really great progress. And the whole time... I am joking. I'm like, wow, if it's this easy, Sav, I'll give you triplets, quadruplets. And my doctor's like, what? She she's like keeping like an, a good demeanor and everything. Mm-hmm. But she's like also making jokes, too. Um, Yeah, it was it was just hilarious. She's like, well, actually, if you have triplets, like I can't deliver with you. I'm like, okay, twins. She's like, yep, I can do that. I'm like, great. Zav, I'll give you, you twins. You have to have like a special doctor for triplets? Um, the hospital I go to doesn't have um, a NICU. 
okay. And so I, from what I believe, mm. I'm pretty sure. And so you would have to go to the Medford Also, Asante. let's not do triplets. No. I don't, I, I don't want to know definitely you during don't the actually. nine months, please. No. <laughs> at least I'd be done with my kids at that point. Yeah. So um, after 20 minutes, Maverick shows up. That's wild. And so at 11.30 on my dad's birthday, Maverick Storm Valerian is born. And it really was, I was like crying. I actually enjoyed the experience. That's crazy. I didn't feel worn out. I was so excited to like hold him and have him on me. And I felt so good. Um, I didn't need any stitches. I didn't tear at all. That is it, crazy. But I also um, pushed for three and a half hours right. with Bear. And so that probably helped me out. Yeah. It was a totally different experience. And for the first time, I could see how women could actually enjoy having a baby mm-hmm. and the beautiful part that is childbirth. Where with Bear, I definitely did not experience that. And I didn't understand that. And I think that was a big part moving into my postpartum depression. This time around, I felt great for, yeah, pretty much from then on out. It's It's been something else. I actually enjoy the newborn stage. Don't want to live in it. Yeah. But I could do it a few more times if I don't really think about it. Okay, like at least you? one more time, but I, I think I would be fine. Six, seven, I could do it seven more times. No, 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 no. That's not a few for me. A few is like, you know, two, maybe three. That's a couple. Yeah, um, well, that's yeah, good. So, so, you're, so you're grateful for number two because it gave you a new perspective on babies. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. That's interesting. So moving into coming home, because I know you were kind of worried about postpartum and mm-hmm. what that looked like because it was so bad for you have you experienced any of those emotions have you what has it been like for you post baby baby blues I might have had some baby blues but mm-hmm. no depression mm-hmm. no anxiety also this time around I'm on Manatech mm-hmm. and that itself I mean I talk about this stuff all the time is that on the, the podcast. natural supplement yeah so it's a hormone balancing supplement and it's all plants. It's not even like vitamins. So you can like take it when you're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's totally safe. It completely changes, it changes everything. It's so funny because yesterday I was getting ready um, to go out with my friend and I was getting so frustrated. I was having a really hard time feeling like I need to control the situation. That's when I know my anxiety is hiking up. I feel like I need to take control and I'm like, oh, I haven't taken my Manatech today. I take uh-huh. it and 30 minutes later, I feel so much more calm. I feel wow. like I can let things go a lot easier. Like, okay, it's fine. The house doesn't need to be clean. Like I can feel and see the difference. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's honestly a really similar experience to being on my antidepressants when I was with Bear. Oh, but they're not like uh, addictive or anything, no. which is great. Yeah. So would you recommend that to anybody who's not even pregnant? Like just in oh, general absolutely. as a woman? It's, I think as a woman, we all have some sort of hormonal imbalances. Right. If not all the time, then once a month. Yeah. And for that to be regulated and to feel like 
your emotions are in check Mm -hmm. it's it feels so good to feel normal yeah (laughs) and I know especially for myself I'm just more prone to anxiety and depression and so being on these medications I just take it once a day Mm -hmm. it says three times a day but I haven't needed to do that um sometimes I'll take it two times a day if I feel like it's a harder season in the beginning um or at the end of my pregnancy and the first few weeks with Maverick, I was doing twice a day. Um, and then I forgot. And the pills are so massive, I don't want to take a second one. So I've just been doing one and I've been fine with that. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. So wow. I, yeah, it's so funny because anytime I've, I've talked about pregnancy slash newborn slash labor and delivery with Bear, it's all like, uh, don't enjoy it like don't don't right. like anything until he's like like three to six months maybe three months but mainly like six months to a year that's when I start to enjoy it with mm-hmm. Maverick it's just been like I love every second of it mm-hmm. I enjoy every part of it I definitely want to get out of the house more and get away from them more often yeah than I um think I did with Bear but, but I think that's good. I feel like that's just you becoming like a seasoned mom. Totally. Like, you know, you're always going to be a mom so you can have time to yourself now. Yeah. You know. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about your body. <laughs> and Let's get into your it. your body perspective and also what is going on with you breastfeeding because I feel like that'll be really helpful Ooh. for women like listening. Whoa. Okay. So this is where I think that things are different and harder. Mm-hmm my body I I've been trying to give myself grace but it's so hard I had to stop working out at six months with Maverick um six months pregnant um because I was having really bad um pubic bone um pain Mm -hmm. and so what I found out is um your pubic bone it's actually two bones that go against each other Mm-hmm. Um, well, mine are rubbing against each other and that's what's causing the pain because your hormones are telling your body to relax because it's preparing to have a, have a baby. So mine over relax. And so that's what was happening. And so my pubic bones were rubbing against each other. So walking, I was in excruciating pain. Um, especially because I live in a downtown area. I would try to go on stroller walks with Bear all the time when I was pregnant and I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't even go cycling. Um, so it was really hard. I'm looking up what where the pubic, pubic bone is. <laughs> yeah. So it's... Because I'm interested. Because it's, it's really low, right? Oh, like I mean, it's your bone. vagina. Yeah. It's your vagina bone. Okay. Um, Great. Yeah, it's the lowest bone. Oh, there's such thing as a pelvic girdle, so that's Uh interesting. So that's what we thought it was. Okay. Um, Your pelvic girdle. Yeah, we thought it was my pelvic, and I do. I do have pain over there too. (laughs) Um, I kind of just have pain everywhere. So I've been seeing a physical therapist about. um, I've already had back pain for years, scoliosis mixed with massive boobs. Um, Do you think it's also because you're so tiny? Like, do you think that your body wasn't able to, like, really hold that weight in those areas? Oh, I'm so sure little. that's a part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely think that's a part of it. But I think that no matter what size you are, if you have big breasts, it's going to take a toll on you. Yeah. 
um, especially because it makes it difficult to have proper posture. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, breastfeeding. It was way easier this time around, um, but I just can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, My left breast um, underproduces a lot. I... I could maybe keep up the supply and produce one to two ounces out of it if I wanted to, but I just gave up on it. I'm like, whatever. My other one way overproduces and it could can carry the flock. So how much I would do rather. babies typically drink? How many ounces do babies typically need like in a day? Now, uh, so Maverick is, ten he's weeks. 10 weeks. <laughs> you know my baby better than yeah. I do. He's 10 weeks and he's drinking three to four ounces. Oh, that's not that much. No. Oh, but I guess they're tiny. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But they're eating um, about eight to nine times a day. So it's just little bits. Eight to nine times a day. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. You have to feed them that much. Yeah. And then pumping. Yeah. So because I overproduce, um, I, um, I have a heavy... Um, let down mm-hmm. a quick heavy letdown and so what that means is when Maverick um, starts sucking on my nipple to get milk out it comes down very quickly and um, sometimes it's coming out before he even gets to it because my body knows to start producing milk because it's time it's like part of the Got schedule it. Um, so if I'm touching my boobs and you're with me, then my milk probably just came in. <laughs> All of our friends are not going to be like watching you. Watch, <laughs> Staring at boobs. my boobs. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, Sav just sent me a picture of Maverick. Oh, he's so cute. He was such an old man when he was born. And I mean, I still thought he was cute, but he definitely wasn't. Um, <laughs> but now he's like so chunky and perfect. Oh, he's so cute. Anyways, um, and so I would have to pump before he got to the boob so that it's not like a fire extinguisher shooting to the back of his throat. Um, and so after then feeding him, I would still have way too much milk and I would have to pump again okay. um, to save that milk because I knew I wasn't going to last that long mm-hmm. with breastfeeding this time around. Um and, and you think you're not going to last long because you're experiencing a lot of just like pain, discomfort, right? Um, or you just are good. You know, to be completely honest, so I had a consultation um, three weeks ago mm-hmm. with a plastic surgeon about my breast reduction. I've talked about this before. Um. So when I got pregnant, um, I was hoping my boobs wouldn't get as big as last time because my boobs shrunk after breastfeeding with Bear. So I was thinking, oh, maybe they won't jump up as many sizes since they're smaller. On the contrary, they got massive again. And then breastfeeding now, it's not very difficult. It's actually kind of easy, which... I think that's why I'm having a harder time not breastfeeding anymore. Um, but it's, 
I just think I I I need it's really hard for me Ugh, I think actually like emotionally we don't have to talk about it no I think it's fine um I think that there's just so much guilt with not breastfeeding when you're able to mm-hmm. um so for me to say like I need smaller boobs because it's like not only hard to see myself but not to be able to like wear normal clothes and like I don't fit in any swimsuits I don't fit in most of my shirts because I mean if we want to talk about sizes before bear um before I was even pregnant I was an f a 3234 f and then when I get pregnant to like a 34 G, but that's me like overflowing the bra. Mm-hmm. So then my milk comes in. Yeah. And there's not a single bra that can even fit me. Mm-hmm. And so because my body's like fluctuated constantly, weight wise and then breast size wise, I just, I feel like it's just been way too much I think of the office when Michael Michael and Jan are talking about him getting his wait what's it called I don't remember um, oh vasectomy vasectomy yeah. he goes you're like snip 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 he's like back and forth you want one thing and then you want another thing <laughs> you don't know what that does to a man's body that's kind of how I feel um and I feel I don't, I feel so guilty not giving um, Maverick the proper milk that I think he maybe deserves. I know what you think, but this is what goes on in my brain because I think this is like what society is like Mm -hmm. put into me, but also the fact that I can like overproduce, like who am I to not provide that for my son? Oh, sorry. It's fine. (laughs) I have told you I I'm proud of you for going through with doing what you need to do for you and I'm not a mom so I can't really speak fully on it but from like a third party like it's kind of like for me if you knew that bear something was hurting bear what would you tell him you would say do what you got to do to feel better right And so for you, you're still a human. So even though you have children, if you're in this much pain mentally and physically, you need to do what you got to do because you're not doing it out of selfishness, even though that's what it it seems like to you. But it's not because you're in pain, you know, and you've done everything. You're an amazing mom and you breastfeeding Maverick for three months or three years does not make you any less of a mom you know and I know society puts pressure but they shouldn't because it's none of their business because you're doing what you got to do for your kids and for you because you're better for your kids if you feel good about yourself I hope so you will be you got to take care of yourself you in a in a sense with a grain of salt you have to be selfish so you can be the best version of yourself for your kids yeah it's hard because I I tell other moms that but for me to take that for myself in this scenario is really difficult I know and so um 
with that, I've slowly been weaning my right boob since the left one's pretty much gone. Um, and so like right now, like they're completely different sizes, which mm-hmm. is also really hard. Um, so I've I've slowly just this last week or two, I've been weaning. Um, yeah, I've been weaning the right boob. So I think in the next I'm I'm doing like a super slow wean, so I think in the next month I'll be done completely. Great. I think even I mean I still have um I still have like contradicting thoughts throughout the day like well I guess I don't have to stop. Like if I'm like having that much trouble with it, like I don't have to. Like I shouldn't pressure myself that I like have to. Um so yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, we might come back to this in a month and I'm, I'm still breastfeeding. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I just take it every day. Yeah. You know what I think? I know. I, I, I know I can not confidently say, cause I know I'm not a mom, but I just think like to do anything because society is pressuring you is just not okay. And you are like I said you're a great mom and Maverick isn't going to be different and he's never going to look back on you and say well she would have been a better mom if she would have breastfed me a little bit longer and that's the thing like my mom I was formula fed and so was my brother yeah we were I think breastfed only a few weeks if that and my mom she couldn't produce that much and so she was like I I wasn't going to keep like forcing my body right and so she she was like yeah I just got over it and I stopped and I'm like yeah I don't I think that's great and yeah, so and you I don't look I, at her differently no I'm that, not gonna be like better mom I wanted to suck at your nipple longer why did you let me like who right. you know you don't remember I'm fine-ish <laughs> yeah I think there's I think it's all about intention and I think there there might be at certain points not great intention like with you know, I, I can't even say. I just think as long as your baby is healthy and being fed. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at you. You're you're crying over this. You're taking it very seriously. It's not like you're like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care about him. I care about myself. Yeah. That's not your mentality. Your mentality is like, I'm actually so miserable. And you have to think you're going to have two toddlers one day that you're going to have to pick up and you're going to have to chase after them. And you're not going to be able to be your best active self yeah. without changing your body and doing what you have to do. Yeah. And I think it's great and I'm proud of you and you should only care about what I think. (laughs) Well. (laughs) No one else. Not even your husband. (laughs) Yeah. So I think um, if anything, that's been the most difficult transition and trying to figure that out. And I mean, Sav is so supportive. He's like, whatever you want to do. Like, I think that's nice. And so that's nice like he's just supportive like whatever he's like if you want to stop stop if you want to keep going keep going and so that almost makes it harder that he doesn't like have like an opinion opinion about it your time to to make that choice for yourself i know like stand up for what you want yeah do what you gotta do it sucks that everyone around me is so supportive because they can't tell me what to do well and it's one of those things of it's just so personal like it's so whatever you want to do for for yourself but I do know 
just watching you that you are desperate to have smaller boobs and you're not only it's not even just cosmetic reasons it's because you're in pain and it's uncomfortable and I think if anybody is in pain whatsoever nobody should tell them that it's wrong if a woman out there has big boobs and even their significant other is making them feel bad about it don't agree with that yeah and I think if you're in pain that's you should care about your your health above anything yeah because you would say that to your daughter if one day you had a daughter oh for sure yeah so I would tell her like hey if you want to do it at 18 and you don't know if you will and that's another part of it I don't know if I'm gonna be able to breastfeed again right will I regret that I don't know I think in life we're all going to have regrets because, you know, there's like a lot of things like I could look back and be like, am I going to regret not getting married sooner? Am I going to regret maybe being way older when I have kids? It's like, who knows how I'm going to feel down the line? And I'm not saying, oh, make these rash decisions without thinking about it. But you can't make decisions. That's how I take it. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay, let's just do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's like you just you can't make decisions based off of what you might think in six years. That's true. Like that you won't ever do anything. You won't ever start anything or do anything you want to do. Yeah, it's funny because I am a part of a Facebook group um, called BFAR. And it's (laughs) that kind of sounds funny. It's um, breast uh, BFAR. It's like breast oh best reading bet breastfeeding after reduction and so it's this facebook group about moms who are trying to breastfeed after having reductions and a lot of their stories are difficult Mm -hmm. um i also think they also for the most part feel very strongly about breastfeeding and i do but at the same time i think I will be able to have a lot more grace on myself than some of these women have been able to. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it's been very eye-opening and it's actually helped me think a lot more about whether I want to do it or not, but I think I do. Mm-hmm. And what I have actually posted and asked them was um, after having a reduction and seeing how difficult it was to breastfeed would you take back having the reduction and a lot of them said like that's a really difficult question I don't know if I can actually answer that Mm -hmm. because having the reduction at all has completely changed my life even though it's been so hard not to be able to breastfeed in the way that I want to well here's like a really ignorant question which I'm genuinely again asking it's why do you have to breastfeed is it just because of a connection that you have like something that's i won't why, understand or no that's not what it is for me like health benefits yeah okay that's that's the main thing for me is, there is a connection yeah. i won't deny that i didn't feel it with bear but i think it's because it was so difficult isn't there formulas nowadays that completely replicate it though or not no? completely so the really crazy thing with breastfeeding is if your kid is sick or something is going on with your kid, mm-hmm. your baby, your body will be able to produce the antibodies that your child needs in that time. Mm-hmm. And so depending on if um, they are sick, then your body will will actually give your baby the antibodies through the breast milk that it needs to fight off the sickness Mm. um or if your 
I mean, yeah, it, 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 just it changes in so many I'm different ways. I'm just genuinely wondering because, you know, from a perspective of like, right. I just don't understand like, what's the big it. deal? Yeah. And I, and I totally get that each woman is so different. Like there are some totally. women who are like, like they're just so different with their kids, you know, like in a way that I know I would never be. And I, there's no right or wrong way mm-hmm. of doing it. And so I, I guess I just still am totally in the perspective of like, if you're in pain, you should do what you have to do. Yeah. That's all I'm, you know, uh-huh. as a friend, you know, I feel like you would say the same thing to me. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. So with, with Maverick, I have formed a lot more of a connection with breastfeeding because I've actually enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. With Bear, I unfortunately never really got that connection. Um, And so I was kind of hoping it would happen again. I wasn't feeling that breastfeeding connection because then it would be way easier to just stop. Yeah. And then for me, I think number one would be it is better for him. Mm -hmm. But I am so for formula and I'm so for whatever you need to do because some women can't at all exactly whatever you have to do i because i mean we're we're switching off bottle feeding and breastfeeding Mm -hmm. sometimes i'll pump and we'll give them a bottle sometimes it's just formula so that we're weaning and i won't pump or anything um and when i give him a bottle i don't i don't think i think any differently about him or think any differently about being a mom to him And so it does make me really sad when moms say, well, you won't be as connected with your child. Because that's not fair. That is not fair. Yeah. Especially when you think about, I mean, um, moms who adopt a newborn. Right. Who are you to say that they're not even as much as a mom to -hmm. that child, even though they don't have the same blood? That's not right. Mm -mm. Because that's not true. Yeah. And I'll even take it back to the Bible. I mean... Just because you you don't have Jewish blood doesn't make you any less of a Christian. Right. And so that's like putting it in a more literal way. Um, like God doesn't see any of us any differently because of who we are, where we come from. If, if we're his sons and daughters, we're his sons and daughters and that's it. And so yeah. I have to even biblically remind myself because yeah. that's the ultimate and most important thing. Yeah above any of this yeah I think I think again it just all goes back to intention you know your intention is to be the best mom you can be for Maverick totally and for Bear and so whatever you have to do to get to that point that's I true so um well, let's was, do this let's go right now <laughs> I I keep saying I just want a little bit of yours to put into my I wish so, I so wish I wish we could somehow do it'd be like maybe like a two for one like it would <laughs> yeah. be cheaper for me I'll ask my doctor okay cool I, don't, I really don't think you can do that but maybe um okay so as we wrap up for any moms who are expecting maybe expecting to get pregnant soon or maybe just had a baby do you have any advice just in general I don't care if it's what kind of bottle or pacifier you use just anything that you can give advice on um it looks it looks different for everyone and so don't put pressure on yourself to do things a certain way look a certain way or be a certain way being a mom is its own thing for everyone mm-hmm. and so what works for one person might not work for you or it might work better for you so take every piece of advice or anything that you see with a grain of salt and tv is definitely not a great place to look for 
what it looks like to be a mom Mm -hmm. because I think that we can subconsciously even look to social media and certain people and say wow that looks great yeah even my birth experience with Maverick I'm glad I had the first birth experience with Bear and even the awful time that I had in the beginning with Bear because it showed me like how strong I am Mm -hmm. and even having Maverick and Bear now at the same time there are days where I don't know how I'm going to get through the day but you just do it Mm -hmm. and so what I've learned about myself has been so much more important than how I look at this time or even how I feel at times the fact that I've been able to get through situations I I physically did not think that I could get through that day or that hour I feel so strong and I feel so much better about myself and the way that I view myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to take that audio recording and send it to you for when you <laughs> go get your breast reduction to remember that no Thanks. parent's the same. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm excited to have you back and I hope everybody listening got so much out of this. And Ask us questions about any of this stuff us, too. Yeah, me. Ask it. me personal questions about birth. I know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we are excited for that. I feel like this is kind of the next phase of the podcast. Yep. And to me, this is my baby in a different way. So mm-hmm. it's exciting to, uh, we have exciting guests coming up. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's just like a new, it's uh, phase two of the podcast I would Ew. say why COVID oh I forgot that's um, why it came in your brain subconsciously no for sure okay this is uh round two Re- rebirth okay I don't I just don't want to think more about birth I don't <laughs> want to think about a balloon popping and then the podcast coming out so good thanks. times okay bye guys and uh, oh it's always better when salt, salt and pepper, pepper to come together that's so sweet I use I ended all also, the other shows and I kept saying soon I don't think that we did our silver lining <gasps> we didn't should we do it really fast yeah, let's do it really fast really faster it won't even be a podcast um okay so I'll just start so let's get to the silver lining of the week Um, okay, my silver lining is that this week I get to be on my favorite podcast, the Macaw Podcast Universe. Woo. And I guess there's no negative with it. So I guess that's not a silver lining. Um, but I'm really excited because it's going to be on Jurassic World. And oh, wow. I'm watching it literally today when you leave. And I'm taking notes. And I've already done research on dinosaurs. And it's just my favorite thing. And I know people compare me to like a six-year-old. But like, I think dinosaurs. <laughs> Matt Combe. He oh, looks at that's me, he hilarious. Goes, you remind me of my six-year-old niece. Because I, <laughs> cause I looked at him at dinner and I'm like, I love dinosaurs. <laughs> As you're eating dino nuggets Yeah, I'm like eating chicken nuggets. Um but I'm actually really excited because it's really fun being on other people's podcasts because you don't feel like you're the one having yeah. to do the work. But then this one is not just it's not deep and it's not about business love and it's that. not about that. We're literally psychoanalyzing a movie That's that I cool. love. I will I'm listen excited. to that. I won't listen okay. to your podcast, yeah, but I know, I'll you listen. Will. I know. Um, I will. Yeah. But anyway, I'm I'm excited about that. And it's kind fun. of a little bright spot, bright spot in my work. Okay, I'm excited to hear that. Okay. So my silver lining is I feel like I'm never losing weight. She's so, so we'll skinny. see if I do. So I'm skinny. not. People literally come up to me and go, How did she just have a kid? She's so skinny. And I'm like, people, yeah, I don't know. Person are no, true. I've had multiple people. No, that's not true. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm not gonna compliment you anymore. So and then I go, my silver lining, I think I'm fine. 
everything sucks but like i think i'm finding that's my silver lining but so you know my word of the year is grace so i'm constantly having grace for myself your word of your life i think is grace i think it is very hard on yourself i'm so hard on myself you have to understand and i firmly believe this and i say this every podcast so i know it's annoying but there's no such thing as failure it's just redirection stop doing that sure so even if you think like i'm failing this way it's like no you're not you're redirecting you're not failing at breastfeeding you're redirecting to something else sure 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 yeah it's all redirection nobody fails unless you're like actually a loser That should that be on goes a shirt. out to you. <laughs> okay. Um, Thanks, guys. So bye. excited to be back. We love you. We love you. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the Salt and Pepper Podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.